Hello again, everyone. This is Peter Stone with our program on stepping up and stepping out, making 2017 your best year yet. And we spoke last week about um, a list and a replacement list. And you can get that list, you can print that list at www.peterstonelive.com forward slash blog. That's www.peterstonelive.com forward slash blog. You can go in there and you can download that form because that is really critical to adjusting your diet and changing your food to be more useful for you. And this is one thing that was a good trick. I call it a trick because I had to trick myself. And I had to learn how to replace. I was just talking with Becky here in the studio about the free Dunkin' Donuts. I have an option to get when I go into Dunkin' Donuts every time. And it's good practice. Uh, Because I don't do that, and I did do that uh, probably 30 years ago uh, when I was driving around doing sales, uh, eating uh, maybe two or three donuts a day. So I had to replace that. And that's the purpose of this list that's downloadable. But of course, you can just grab a pen, make your own list on the left-hand side, the things you're going to stop eating. And you don't have to do it all at once, but... Like if you ate something five times a week, well, put it down to three or two or go for one. And then you can go to none. I mean, you've got to get this out of your system. It's kind of like when I quit smoking. You don't just quit smoking. Most people don't. You have to kind of back off and, 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 and let your body adjust. There's the physical and the mental, like I suppose, addiction to smoking. But it's the physical needs that... Uh, don't allow us to be successful at some of these things. So if we're eating a lot of sugar and then we replace it with something that isn't as sweet, maybe a sweet apple may taste sour the first time you eat it. So we have to ease into these things. So the paper, whether you download that and print it or you just make your own list in your notebook. And I would guess by now you have a notebook to uh, make 2017 your best year yet. And if you don't, why not get one? I think you can go uh, to any store in the local area and get a wire-bound school notebook for a ridiculous price of a dollar or more uh, and start using that and track and, and, and keep notes uh, because this program and the reason I started is because we all had goals at the beginning of 2000, our New Year's goals, our New Year resolutions. And I'm here to continue on through the year every week, whether it's in a podcast or on the TV show, 
to talk about this and keep us on track. I know when I didn't have that kind of support, it made things difficult for me to get the changes I wanted. And having a reminder, someone tapping you on the shoulder and saying, yeah, okay, Peter, I don't want to do this, but yeah, you got my attention because I really do want to do this. It's the first thought that comes to our minds. Like, I don't want to stop eating this stuff. It tastes good, but actually going to find out as I worked with my daughter, she knows uh, she just had a 17th birthday and she knows when she was three and four and five years old and we were living in Maryland and we were driving by, uh, <laughs> just worked out perfect, Dunkin' Donuts, an ambulance, uh, no, it wasn't Dunkin's, I'm sorry, it was McDonald's. And I guess some people heard of that uh, video called Supersize Me. I never watched it because I didn't need to watch it. But there are many people that have. And I used that ambulance to encourage my daughter to eat better. So every time there was an ambulance, I told her that one particular time, you see, there goes another sick person eating McDonald's food on the way to the hospital, Brianna. So I got chances to repeat that. The next time I heard a siren, I go, well, Brianna, there goes another one from Arby's. And there go, whoop, back at McDonald's again. So she learned. But she still said, Daddy, you know, I want to have some French fries. And I said the way that I spoke last week in, in, in our uh, segment on diet, I said, you know, it's okay. I will even eat McDonald's French fries today, and I'm pretty stringent about my diet, but sometimes I get tired and I want to have a McDonald's French fry because I used to eat them in Beverly when I was a kid in school. And uh, so there's a memory attached to that and all that. However, uh, you won't catch me eating that food every day, every week, every month, or every year. So that is really a treat. And then, so my daughter, she wanted to, Daddy, I want to go to McDonald's, uh, or I want to go to Burger King, and, and I want to get some French fries, and I want to get this food. So, of course, I kept her around good whole foods, foods that weren't sugary, foods that weren't really greasy, and she was allowed, uh, like a kid growing up, chocolate bars and things, just not a lot. And if she had chocolate bars, I worked to get her organic chocolate, organic sugars, things that were healthy, and, and encouraged her to eat apples and fruits and vegetables. And I mean, she really loved spinach and broccoli, but she didn't like other things. And that's cool. Uh, there's no requirements, but that comes back to the replacement. So what would I replace my Dunkin' Donuts with? Well, rather than getting a Dunkin' Donuts, I could have an apple. And when I was up and down the West Coast doing some sales back in the 90s, uh, I drove a lot and I drove past a lot of farms. A lot of farms in uh, Oregon and a lot of natural farms and a lot of farms that weren't natural and that's fine. Uh, but what I did get on the, the roadside stands like in Essex and, and around here, farmers markets, is fresh 
just picked alive vegetables and fruits. And then being on the West Coast, of course, they had some different things, like they had filberts and, and different kinds of nuts and, and uh, a lot of good things that when my back wrenched out and I was thought pretty young in my 30s and I, I didn't think that was appropriate and found that when my back was strong, it never, ever happened again because I was sitting, not exercising, eating three donuts a day, drinking coffee, doing my sales. And then I changed that. That was in January, February of the year. And by the end of the year, in August, I was doing some sit-ups and push-ups and just a little bit of exercise every day, 15 minutes to keep fit, not to build bulky muscle. And I'm not, wasn't into that. I just needed to have a strong back because I sat a long time. And if the muscles in the back are not strong and uh, rigid, your discs will slip around. And, and, and you get, I mean, that's what I found out because well, back then there wasn't any Google, but I did research and I found that I needed my body, my overall body to be strong and being fit, not muscle bound, just fit, taking a walk, maybe lifting a little weight and, and doing some bending and things, being fit is very important and having muscle tone to keep things the way they're supposed to be. Uh, knees, my knees were blown out years ago, but I row a, a rowing shell and I ride a bicycle and I found out later that those things actually helped my knee, didn't hurt my knee. And sometimes when I walk, it hurts, but it only hurts when I'm a little on the heavier side or maybe in the weather or if I've eaten some food that is not useful. So I replaced the fresh farm vegetables and food and found myself eating raw corn, which uh, uh, corn silk all over my car, but I was kind of traveling a lot in my car, and that kind of definitely was. And it's okay, I had flats of strawberries in the back and blueberries and all kinds of fresh fruit. And I literally changed my whole habit of eating because of one painful moment. I just knew I never wanted to experience that level of pain again, and I haven't. And I feel very blessed, grateful, and fortunate to have done that. So hence, I would like to share with other people that maybe have uh, these, some of these experiences today to let you know you don't have to have those. So back to the list that is on the blog, again, peterstonelive.com forward slash blog. You can download it or get your notebook. Or if you don't have that, get a sheet of paper. And you should have done this by now. But that's entirely up to you. Uh, the choice is yours to how good you want to feel. So I would highly encourage you, if you haven't done it, to shut off this podcast. Take five minutes Sit down and, you know, get comfortable with yourself. Have a glass of water and think about what healthy things you do like and some things you know are just plain old bad for you and list them and start making that change today.
don't wait, not tomorrow, not later. Because quite frankly, I was sitting thinking and saying, wow, you know, I, it's tomorrow, Peter. <laughs> this moment is tomorrow. This is tomorrow. We're always living in yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We're in the moment. And if there's one thing I've been practicing, really just for the last year and a half, because I know I put off things and, and I pay a price. And we all pay a price when we put off things that are useful for us and good for us and good for our family and good long term. That it, there's a weight, number one, that we carry with us saying, yeah, I got to do this. Yeah, I got to do this. I mean, it's just like this morning. I'm going on a trip and I was a little pressed for time and I was going to shine my shoes. And I said, no, I'll do it tomorrow. And, and I really have I'm kind of proud of myself because I said I'm going to do it now, even though I'm pressed for a little time. I'm going to get it done. I don't have to think about it again. It's done. It's out of my mind. There's no burden, small, big, medium, or large. It's just, it's done. And, you know, that feels good. It really feels good because all through my life, I've been a procrastinator and it's easier to do things later than it is now. And so I continue to work on myself. This and I'm, you know, I'm sharing uh, and caring. And uh, I, there's no perfection here at all. So when I get a chance to share these things with you, I'm actually hearing the vibration and it helps me. So we're really helping each other here. So don't forget, work on that list and uh, enjoy it and, and make it a pleasure. And when you start changing and you start replacing, look for the upside. Focus on the upside. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at the goodness in that new thing and start to find a pleasure in that. And when you find that pleasure, the next time you want to do a replacement, it will be actually easier, number one, but number two, after a while, it will be desirable. Now, if I don't have my apple the first thing in the morning, when I get up, I feel like, well, you know, I'm missing something because I am. It's, I really feel good. And I have a lot more energy as the very old saying goes. And I guess there must be a lot of truth to it. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. And so does cutting out all the other junk, okay? They didn't put that in there years ago. Why? They didn't have all that junk years ago. They didn't have to have part two to an apple a day. Keeps the doctor away. But a Big Mac will get you there in a hurry, okay? And um, anyway, just to finish up that story on my daughter, that the McDonald's, and when she went in, to start eating her french fries after, like by the time she was seven or eight, uh, she started eating the french fries and eating some of the McDonald's food because I said, go ahead. I'm not going to have a big stick. It's like the 90-10 rule. 10% of your diet can be garbage and trash or whatever it is that you choose. It doesn't have to be, but whatever that is not healthy food, that's just living a real life. And I prefer the 90-10. You know, 80-20 is fine, too. 
But when we put 80% of healthier stuff in us, which my daughter was more 80 and 90% of her diet was healthy, 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 her taste buds adjusted to the healthy food. So while she was eating those French fries and she got like into it like 12 or 13 or 14, maybe not even that deep, she goes, Dad, these don't really taste that good. She goes, wow. And I'm like, yeah, score. Man, I did it. So she, you know, again, wanted French fries. But today, nope, she she just doesn't go there. Not that she doesn't eat French fries, but she's not uh, headed to McDonald's with it. And I eat French fries, and there's nothing like a good old deep-fried onion ring with calamari next to it. And I still enjoy that. But again, you know, that's the occasional uh, rather than the everyday. So this week, uh, we want to continue on the diet and the pleasure of the results of an improved diet, the replacement diet. So I spoke of the list. On the left side are the things that we're not going to take along with us in 2017. Uh, when we're talking about our diet, the things we're going to leave behind. Like maybe we could even, what if we cut out an hour of TV um, in the day and went out and walked? And what if we went out and walked and we listened to a podcast that talked about health? And I don't mean my podcast. I mean, there's plenty of them. And you listen to someone who's talking about a healthier lifestyle and you put your phone, take your phone with you and uh, listen to that while you're walking and not sitting on the sofa and uh, getting some circulation in your body, burning up some calories, getting fit, using muscles, feeling better, taking some deep breaths of the great fresh sea air, and um, getting charged up. What about that as a replacement? I talked about food replacement. Now I'm talking about time and habit replacement. So we'll start with rest. So rest... I used to pride myself on saying, oh, man, I only slept four hours last night. I only slept five hours, six hours. Man, I can just get on, no sleep, and and keep going like full bore. Well, the facts, at least from science and um, from some pretty smart people that I listen to that talk about rest and sleep and a full night's sleep, and I mean, I, excuse me, I sleep until uh, seven hours seems to be pretty good, but I'm listening to this particular person in the last year said, you know, Peter, you should have eight or nine hours sleep. I'm like, nine. You know, sometimes I feel kind of tired after nine hours sleep, so I don't really do that, but I do push when I have the time to get eight hours sleep or rest. And that if in a day or in an evening, I only got six or five hours sleep, then I work to make up that rest during the day. Someplace I want to find rest. Uh, 
to really get that eight hours of rest and recharge in our body. Why? Because that helps us feel better naturally. It gives us a clearer, healthier mind for good, clear thinking. So that helps us down the line to when it comes time to make a decision to make food, it's like connected because you're not really tired. I know when I'm tired, one of the things when I'm really tired, I like to go into like a, a fast, uh, like a like a 7-Eleven or a local quick in and out shop and get a fudgicle. I love fudgicles, but they only come into my radar of thinking when I'm really tired. I want this sweet, cold thing. And I eat it when I'm tired because I say, you know, I'm really tired now and I want this trashy food. You know, it's artificial flavors, artificial colors, but it tastes so good and it satisfies me. And I do it and then maybe a couple of years later, I do it again, but I, it's not a habit. So that's about being tired. So you gotta watch that. You know, we cave when we're, we're weak, when we're tired, and we give in when we're tired. So when we start with rest, we feel fresh and recharged. So some people can't sleep. Fortunately, I am very blessed and grateful again to not be one of them. I can sleep on the steel floor of a train going at 50 miles an hour, in a foreign country because I have, and um, or on the deck of an engine room in a steamship uh, going up and down the Mississippi because I had to. I was on watch, but I was on watch for like 36 hours and I needed to get some rest. <clears throat> I had to be there. But some people can't, and they're in a comfortable bed. They can't sleep. They toss. They turn. So... My wife had this problem uh, 25 years ago, and I said, you know, I bet if you exercised for 15 minutes before you go to bed, you would sleep better. If you didn't, she, which she didn't, we don't really watch TV, don't watch the uh, like less than useful news, the things that aren't uplifting and positive. I mean, like the 11 o'clock news uh, on a Boston or CNN or whatever it is, that is always like, you know, they focus on the dark side of things. And that doesn't make our mind and, and it doesn't set us in a good state before we go to bed. I mean, calming our minds, not looking at our cell phones or our Facebook and keeping our minds active and then try to go to sleep. So what I got for my wife, I really, because we were in a little condo, we were in Ocean City, Maryland, and we had just got there and she was staying there by herself and I was in Thailand. And she's, so she said, I can't sleep well. And I'm like, okay, well, what could we do? So she got this thing called a twist pad. Uh, it's a little twister, it's a little disc. And I think probably everyone's seen one. You can get it almost anywhere. Um, and you stand on it and you twist. So I said, well, just try that and just twist like crazy. Twist your butt off and uh, for 15 minutes. Just keep twisting and see what happens. See if that works or go for a walk. 
But she didn't want to go for a walk out in the neighborhood, dark, and there weren't, you know, it was in a place that there were quite a few apartments and things, and it was on the water, but still, you know, she just didn't feel safe by herself. So that was something that she could do in a small condo that was 550 square foot and do it before bed and do it every day. So she did that, and after a couple of days, she was sleeping really well. So I'm here to share these little tips and tidbits that if you can't sleep, and you need sleep to make wise decisions, to get to your diet, to get physically fit. It's all connected. This is, um, I mean, it's really important to understand that, that, that when it's diet, we, if we just stop one thing, like just stop eating one thing, that's not it. It's a whole life kind of uh, habitual change that we have to have. That, that, that when we get into that habitual change, then we really make it, it becomes effective for us. So that one little thing, that little twisty disc, okay, or twister disc, and, you know, plenty of us can get out and we can walk. And we walk, if we walk at lunchtime, like I was just in Thailand, I was doing some work, and I see people driving home, and I have a home there, and, and people driving home, and I have committed, I mean, every lunchtime, it's 88 degrees out, 90 degrees, I hop on my bike, I go ride, I put five pound weights, and I don't say, I'm not saying this for everybody to do, but I have been doing riding my bike for so long. Uh, since I was a kid, I never stopped. And uh, I got a few years uh, now, a few numbers. And I get on my bike and I put my five pound weights on my wrist. And then I just go ride and I pump. And I punch in the air and I ride hands free. And it's good for my mental acuity because I'm balancing on the bike. I'm exercising my upper and I'm exercising my lower by riding my bike. So in 25 minutes of riding my bike, it's probably like an hour and a half at the gym because I get up and I work up a sweat and I push myself. And some in the beginning, like if I'm not really fit, I don't. I allow myself to break in. And it's okay. There's no big hurry and no big push. I used to be pushy about this, that I have to go do 50 sit-ups. I haven't done a sit-up for three years. Let me go do 50. No. How about if we just try three or four or five? So, so I do that at lunch, and I saw a lot of people driving by, and they're coming home to eat their lunch. And I thought, well, how blessed am I? Because I just have a green drink, and I have my little salad, and then I get on my bike, and I ride it, and then I go swimming for 10 or 15 minutes, 10 laps in the pool. I mean, the first day I didn't have much time, I did five, it's okay. But I stretched and the water is so healing. Water is amazing. So I ended up, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, so I went swimming and then I sit by the pool for 10 minutes in the sun and I get my vitamin D charge and yes, I should be at work. Yes, I should be doing, you know what? No, I need exercise and physical fitness. I need to be fit because when I'm fit, I find I think better. My mind is clearer, I'm faster. And if your mind is clear and you're working someplace, you can 
do better at the place you're working. Maybe you'll make more money. If you make more money, you can afford better food. This whole thing's in a circle. It's a spiraling out of our life into better places. So it all plugs in together. We feel better. We eat better. We feel better more. Now we want to exercise. And it moves on. So if you're taking up my point of telling you what I do at lunchtime when I'm working is that what if you just went for a walk for 10 minutes out of an hour for lunch? And then you said the next day, well, I'm going to go for 12. And the next day, 15. What if you went for 30? Because now you start to feel good. You feel the upside of that walk and that vigorous. And most importantly, when you're really tired, take a walk. I know I fly like a lot. And if I go and I sleep, I feel really pretty bad, pretty crappy, actually, if I go to try to sleep. But when I was living down in the Keys and I was traveling around, I live in Key West, and I was feeling that way, I would go down to the pier house, jump in the pool, and go for a swim. And my God, after three hours, I was totally recharged and invigorated with energy. But three hours before, I was like really tired and I didn't want to do anything. But I knew after doing that and, and understanding and remembering the results, it was so important. So just remember, you are the generator of your energy. You, your mind, the way you think, the way you manage your thinking through rest, through eating good, clean food that makes your mind work well, a good rested mind is going to make doing all this stuff, making your goals for 2017 much easier and much more achievable because you just do these few things. That leverages out to making 2017 your greatest year ever this is peter stone check out our blog peterstonelive.com forward slash blog download your forms and check in for a few cool things thanks again we'll talk to you next week